Sweet relief, eh, mate? Welcome to the 203rd episode of Night White's podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by Casey. How you uh, doing, mate? Yeah, not bad. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, the sweet, sweet relief of that result. I just... it was It's a while since I've had a celebration like that. In fact, I've never had a celebration like this one. When that goal went in, I did turn to my right and I grabbed my dad, like really grabbed him, borderline aggressively. And just and all that came out of my mouth was Junior fucking Furpo. <laughs> um, so I was quite pleased for everyone involved, but God, that might be as pleased as I've been for someone scoring a goal. Maybe if like Adam Forshaw would have scored just after he came back from injury, maybe that'd have been about it. <laughs> hmm. No, bless him. He's a. Uh... He, he... You could see how much he enjoyed that. I know the the uh, you know the stuff in the cup was was quite nice, but score a goal that could well be very important. Or we you know we throw it all away, lose the next three, and we're pretty much down, and it was meaningless. But for now, like you're thinking, this might be we we're not dead yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll get straight into it. Leeds one, Southampton nil. Um, I am sure if you watched this game as a neutral, that you would have found yourself, uh, well, especially at half time, saying, God, this is two shit sides. Uh, but, like, even though it was, to an extent it was, it was too, you could tell neither side had much confidence. And we're going to have to caveat a lot of things with it's Southampton. But even when we weren't at as best, we were miles better than them. Uh, yeah, and that but... was the case for like 97 minutes or whatever we ended up playing in total. Yeah, I'd, I'd be hard pressed outside of that uh, half volley straight at Elamelier to, to tell you anything that James Ward Prowse did in that game. Um, Onowach, who is a useless, tall striker. Yeah. Who who offered very little. Um, um yeah, I have a note I have a note here. Um I am aware he has a great goal record in Denmark and Belgium, but tall Paul looked terrible. <laughs> uh on a what you doing on a football pitch, my guy. <laughs> he um I didn't say it in the ground until he got subbed off yeah. because I didn't want to jinx it, but I was watching him going, right. This lad's useless. <laughs> it, it's a signing a player like that is properly throwing out the this is our philosophy. He's big and has scored goals somewhere else. Just make it work. Yeah. And it doesn't. I'm sure we must be better than we saw that day, but I'm glad to see. I hope he carries on that for the rest of the season. Um there was, I thought a fair few very noticeable differences that Javi Gracia did brilliant to get in in his uh, one day of training because he definitely only did one day and he was only involved for one day because legally he could only be involved for one day. Um, I thought the first thing was we still pressed, but it was a lot less aggressive. Like we sat off their centre-halves quite a lot. At one point in the first half, there was even some like jeers from the crowd because we're not used to seeing us sort of sit off in a bit of a mid-block and let them do it. And we were just we were sort of letting them go wide, but we were not letting them go through the middle. And I mean, I suppose when 
you're playing against a side that is low in confidence, just letting them have the ball and make mistakes will work. And it seemed to be, it was odd to see us do that because it's, other than sort of, what, when we had 10 men at Man City, that's about the only time we haven't high-pressed in about four years. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting to see. Obviously, we um, went with Aronson through the middle as well, um, with Harrison moving back to inside forward. Um, and, and it's that thing of you can you can see it in them that, that it's kind of still what they want to do. And I think it's what Bamford wants to do. Um, but I thought it was, it was, it was used very much at appropriate times. It wasn't a constant thing, but I think they, they knew quite well when, when to pressure them. Um, I think you probably saw McKenney and Adams were sat a bit deeper when, especially when they were playing out from a goal kick. Um, I've actually got there somewhere. Adams seemed, did seem to drop in a bit more to help out in possession, which I think helped us be a bit calmer. Like I haven't, I haven't got the actual stat in front of me, but our passing accuracy was higher than it was in any game under Jesse Marsh in this game. Yeah. I think it was about eighty-five percent. I think. Mm. Uh, I've got it on Google here as eighty-four, but yeah, yeah, it was just it's round that. Um, Dominated possession. Allegedly, we had fourteen shots. Yeah, Name we didn't have four, more we didn't than have, three. We didn't have fourteen good ones. I can say that. But as I said, it was nice to just be comfortable in the game. Uh, the the build up thing that sort of started under Scoops, to be honest, a little bit where we really did seem to focus it down the left. Yeah, you know, Verba, Furpo, Fer, Nonto. We sat, tried to do it again. I was getting a bit frustrated with it because we'd get it to Nonto and no one was coming into that sort of space inside him to give him a pass to help us get up the pitch. So he ended up having to go back a lot. Early on with, with Nonto, I think I got I did get a little bit frustrated that that Furpo wasn't getting past him as much. And I think I got on, I think I got a bit annoyed at Furpo early on. And I think the first 10 15 minutes he, he it was a little bit nervy for him i think i think a lot of his decisions he made on the ball were, were quite negative but at the same time they all meant we kept possession it was just ah, come on you know look you you, you could open up there and, and take 10 yards but yeah. um you know as the game grew on you did see him because in the first half there were times when he'd sort of get alongside nonto almost and like, sort of stop. Go, go on, go, just, just get past him. <laughs> and and I think as the game wore on, he, he grew more and more into doing that. Um, yeah, because in the first half, he did end up putting in like three good crosses. Two of them getting were on an overlap and one was from a bit deeper, but they're all good balls in. We don't need um, a left-back anymore, basically. No, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, that, that build-up thing was interesting. And I thought it was working because... <sighs> It was weird. We weren't splitting the centre-backs when they were 2v2, and we should have been. But we'd play one pass and then split, which was a bit odd. And also, Southampton just let us do it, which was weird. They had the bodies there to cover for, to cover Cock and Verber and just didn't do it. Um, but uh, one thing that was a little bit annoying, and I think, again, it's because we've got a top-down view from the East stand-upper. There was like five separate times where Verba had the ball in that left centre-back slot 
with loads of space. And Bamford or Nonto or occasionally Aronson would be making a run in behind. And you were just going, just knock it over top and turn them around. Like that, there's so because they had a surprisingly high line in situations like that, and it would have been interesting to see. I wonder if we'll do, I wonder if we might see a bit more of that going forward because I think they'll watch that back and see that there's definitely room there. Yeah, it'd be nice to find another way to get Bamford onto the ball because I think from these last few games. I'd, I'd be very interested to see how many touches he's had inside the penalty area. And and yes, there's, there's obviously there's a couple of instances when he's he's swung at a shot with his with the wrong foot and, and just missed it and that. But when he like when he had that touch and, and turned and went down, I, I, by no means did I think it was a penalty. But I wasn't. It it was nice to see him turning in the penalty area. Um, yeah, he's been he's had a lot of these lately where I'd just say it's like a six out of ten Bamford game. He's led the line well, he's in the right positions, but we haven't he hasn't really been able to get involved, and part of that's on him and part of that's on the team as a whole. But I wonder if that'll get better. I'm hoping that gets better as time goes on. Um in possession, there was a very noticeable that Nonto, even under Marsh, went and stood out on the left touch line a lot. But Harrison was a lot wider on the right hand side. Uh which sort of opened things up a little bit. Uh, that I definitely thought helped. Um, and it's it was nice to see just that bit more space. I, I thought Allenson was, I mean, it, whether you want to say it's 4-4-2 you know, or 4-2-3-1 or whatever, he was sort of doing both. But I thought that there was a few times where he just, where he kind of ran forward and if he'd have dropped into the 10 spot, there was loads of room that he didn't use. Yeah. I, I, I quite... I quite liked Aronson because I thought he was quite industrious in the game. Um, but yeah, there are, there are times when you just needed a, a, a bit a more intelligent run. Um, but I, I, it was nice to see him have a decent game after the yeah. run of games he's had. Like I, I think he needed that. I wonder if playing that 21's game, one, getting a goal might have helped his confidence, but I wonder if it maybe gave him a little bit of a kick up the ass. Yeah. Like, come on, you were you were brought in to be first choice and you were first choice and you were good at start of the season. You've dropped that off. Um again, we have said it before. Caveat Southampton is shite. When what last time we had a game where we did, did we at any point ever look like conceding a goal? Well, at one point, Crescencio Somerville decided he'd oh, have a go for them. Yeah, unless <laughs> apart from that. <laughs> There's no, not really. Like the the, the saves Melier made were were relatively close. I mean, I think what they they had two yeah. shots on target. Yeah, yeah. Big one Paul the... had Big Paul had that one from Edge Box in the first mm-hmm. half, which was about twenty seconds after when McKenney had a very easy pass to Bart Aronson for one goal and he passed it behind him. Yeah, and then the uh, other ones, the the Ward Prowse effort that's straight at Melier. Yeah, and then Somerville's, which is also straight at Melier. Much respect to Ilan Melier from me as a, as a stickler for the pass-back rule. Melier, no, you're not I, a stickler for the pass-back rule. You think the pass-back rule should be a different rule. <laughs> I, I, I could be both. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think there is a moment where Melier goes to lift his hands and, and, and just briefly goes, if I get done for this, I'll best edit out. 
And it yeah, was a, um, if I was in on Melio, what I would have done then is uh, I'd have gone down for five minutes. I, I mean, the referee, <laughs> the referee was Peter Banks, and he's got a bit of a history of giving really shit decisions against us. So maybe that's why he headed it away. I, it was, you know, he made his decision, and it was technically, in a way, I suppose, safer, even though it gave away a corner to a team with the best set piece taker in the league. But like, there was thirty five thousand. 999 people that thought that that was not a back pass and you <laughs> in that craft. Um, but yeah, I, that was that probably was the most dangerous moment. But I thought his back four as a whole was pretty solid. Ailing had a bit of a weird game. He had a couple of really dodgy passes and uh, one where he got done by a ball over the top of him a little bit. But other than that, he was fine. It's that ball over the top. You saw it coming a mile off, didn't you? Just going, yeah. he's going to miss this. Yeah. He's backpedalling. He's not getting this. Oh, he's missed it. Um, um, yeah. Verva was his usual sort of magnet for blocks. Yeah. <laughs> one dreadful pass in him per game. Um, I thought, I think one thing I noticed, it's certainly in the second half, and I don't know if it was down to the substitutions or if it's just getting used to the system. There was a couple of times when. I think it was Ailing and Aronson were sort of defending on the right hand side, and, and them two not really knowing who who needed to go to the ball and who needed to stay with the man inside. Uh, yeah, there was a bit of that. I know it definitely happened later on when it was um, Ailing and Somerville, mm. and it was Roman Pello at that point because it was one nil. Was really bombing on from left back, so he was basically a left winger. But Ailing was looking at him like, "No, that's the fullback. That's the winger's man." Yeah. But he was 10 yards ahead of Somerville, so it had become Ailing's man. It never led to anything, and they never looked dangerous because of it. But there was, but again, change new manager, slightly different system, stuff like that's going to happen. Um, no, Jack, I yeah, want I've, it all ironed out now. Yeah. I thought, um, I thought McKenney was better mm. than he had been in previous games. His passing in the final third was still not very good, but his passing in the rest of the field was a lot better. Yeah, and, and I thought again you got to see him be a, a very physical presence in the middle for us. Um that, that moment when it's him and Bamford pressuring Bednarek that led to the the two v one. Because Bamford reads the pass, makes the block, and it goes back to Bednarek, and then McKenney comes in from behind and just pushes him out of the way, and goes, Nope, that's mine. And if he'd have just given it to someone else two yards away to, to then do the rest of it. I think yeah. it'd have been fine. And, and it's yeah. one of those things, like, you saw him as soon as he, he played that, as soon as he played the pass, he knew. Um, well, and, we, and we've all done it. Frust- <laughs> he, looked, he looked very frustrated. Yeah, but, you know, we're not all paid any money to do money. it, most of us. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, um, but you know when it's a pass, but it doesn't matter what level, even if it's, like, fucking playing five aside, when you know it's an easy three-yard yeah. ball to someone in the clean through and you fuck it up. You do know, like, oh, you do always have, oh, shit, I've messed with that. I'd have been fuming at him. If we wouldn't have won the game, I'd have been going back and oh, been God, fuming yeah. at him. But... You'd, you'd be ripping into him for, for that because that would have been a fantastic chance. Um, um, but Brendan Aronson was livid. Yeah. But, like, all, all across the goal, it was pretty solid. Um, before we get to the goal, because one sub was before it, the sub on the hour mark was quite interesting because I don't think anyone saw it coming. Uh, Somerville for Nonto. Uh, there was a very... You could hear the... Huh. 
<laughs> go around the ground when Nonto's number went up. But I suppose they were defending him quite well, especially in the second half. He, he was not getting as much of a kick. And, I mean, we won, so it worked. And Somerville was involved in the goal and nearly scored a second one later on. Yeah, I, I wonder if if he wanted if he wanted it, it basically the left hand side to, to stay wider, because obviously Nanto when he gets in possession is gonna is gonna look to cut inside more. Although again, he did. There's him and Furpo were linking up quite well around the penalty area to mm. to to put crosses in. Um, it's one or two times when I think. Furpo probably ended up taking an extra touch than uh, sorry that Nanto ended up taking an extra touch than he needed to maybe trying to beat some like beat another player with you there again. No, just it's there, just put it in the box. But um yeah, I wonder if having Jack Harrison there then you you're just gonna have someone hugging the touch line there. Yeah. Um but but I suppose then we score the goal that comes from him not hugging the touchline. Um yeah, Rutter does come Crescentia, on. Before Somerville's the hugging the touchline, and he's yeah. on the right wing. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Rutter did come on before the goal, but you didn't really see him before the goal. It was all after. Um, yeah, it's nice bit of play through midfield, including a nice McKenney flick down the line. Somerville ends up with it basically by the corner flag, boxed out two v one against. Manages to takes a bit of a flick, but he sort of forces a pass through to Harrison. His little flick into Furpo is really good. Touch inside. And then what I can only describe as a bullet of a shot goes flying past Gavin Bazunu. Um, I'll translate that one for you. Junior Furpo hits it into the ground with his right foot. Uh, for some reason, Jan Bednarek decides he's going to hide in the middle of a football pitch by standing perfectly still. He literally, he's there to block it, turns sideways and pulls his feet back. <laughs> <laughs> he does the thing that players do when they've fouled someone, but they want to make it look like they haven't fouled. So he does that. That's like turning the hands up, like oh, yeah. no, I didn't. Tell. And I assume that one, Bazuno is not expecting this, and two is expecting someone to hit a football vaguely competently. Yeah. Um, I I think that Bednarek left it because the shot was so weak. But because the shot was so weak, Bazuno didn't just expect Bednarek to block it, he expected him to just control it. I mean, he is stood right in front of Bednarek, in front of Bazuno as well. He is. Yeah. Um, it was, at best, it was questionable. Yeah. Um, but, um, they just sort of got in each other's way, but I was so... I mean, I was I was obviously all the massive sense of relief and that was everyone. And I know I said it at the start, but I was so pleased for Junior Verpo. Yeah, he's a he's a good egg. Mm. I, I but, still know, I still don't know about footballer, but he's he's seems to be a good lad. And yeah, for all the stick and you know and you know being entirely us, I've given him some of that stick. But he he's had a rough go of it in terms of he's had injuries, he's been out of form, he's been in and out of the team. It's quite nice that he's now had. You know, three, four games, putting decent performances. And he's he's got a bit of a reward for it. Yeah, definitely, it's great to see. And uh, but just he was a little bit frustrating at times, as he always is. But that little flick from Harrison to set it up was really good. 
And it's the first like real moment of quality he's had in a final third for a while. And he needed mm. that, especially after the Everton game where he was terrible. Yeah. That was, that was good to see. Um, just before the goal, Ruta came on for Aronson to go to up top. And you didn't really get any time to see him in that situation because once one won the up, he immediately stopped being a second striker, really. It was a bit deeper. But I thought he did really well when he came on. Uh, I thought that he was like good on he was good on the ball. He held it up well, showed a bit of skill to beat players. He won two or three good headers. He chased back in, he won he won two or three tackles very quickly. I just thought he made in in a situation where Leeds Leeds' game management this season has been appalling. Like we've thrown away games all the time. And I just thought he consistently made good decisions when he came on. Yeah, I think if you compare it to the the last few games where he's been coming off the bench, it it's been, it's a completely different situation because we before the goal we had dropped off the you know our front line was starting to sit deeper and deeper when they were in possession and and you could see whether it was tiredness or lack of confidence and it, as the game was going on that, that we just were getting further and further back without I wouldn't even say pinned in but. Which we, I think we just lost a bit of steam, and then we got the goal, and it reinvigorated everyone. Because I think at that point you've got—I don't know if it's just before the goal, but obviously Bamford is then chasing men down like a man possessed and slips into a tackle and absolutely crunches. Um, who was it that there was? It was their right back. It was a uh, Bella Kotchap, wasn't it? I think. Uh, right back, it'll have been Maitland Niles. Oh, Maitland Niles, sorry. So, yeah, I think he absolutely flies into him, gets his yellow card. Um, I think that was I think that was after the goal because it was a bit that noise. We used to have it a lot in the championship where we go one nil up, and the next time we were really pressing, everyone would be really on it. Like, go on, you can seal this game here. Yeah, and we got a bit of that. And I think Bamford might have slipped actually going into that tackle because he just it, either that or the technique was abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, yeah, so but but it reinvigorated us and, and we got back on top of Southampton in that time and then and pinned them back in. And then so, so for the first time in, in weeks, Rutez coming on in a positive situation where. Where we are retaining possession, where we are, you know, moving up the pitch, where he's not just sitting inside the center circle acting as the first line of defense. Um, you know, he got the ball, it was very his, his game management was fantastic, you know, getting it to the corners, holding it there, beat you know, beating a couple of men. That turn when he and the flick to go into the penalty area, it's so unlucky when. That goes out of play because um, that was some excellent movement from him. But like you said, he, he, he was a physical presence in there, defended well when he had to. Um, and, and given the performances, especially in the Everton game, I, I suppose that's the one where you did sort of most question it because that's where we needed a performance most. Not just from him, from, from everyone, but um, it, it's nice to get a bit of a display against a Premier League team of what he can do. Yeah. And then later on, uh, Locker for Bamford, it was just shoring it up. He barely was on the ball, so it can't really read much into that. Um, yeah, that it was just an absolutely massive result because, I, I mean, I meant what I said before and, and what everyone was saying, really. 
if we don't win this game, we're down. Because we were looking at it going, you need five wins. If one of them isn't today, when do they come? Yeah. And look, I still think that we're banging trouble, obviously. But now you're looking at it and seeing four or five wins, four four wins and, and draws from here, you know, which could get you to, you know, it'd be 34 plus draws. That seems doable. Whereas if we didn't win on Saturday, it wasn't doable. I mean, obviously, we've got a very, very tough game against Fulham midweek, but we do get a break from that by playing Chelsea next weekend. And they're crap. Well, they're, they're one of the worst teams in, in England. Yeah. Um, the, on, the only other thing to talk about, really, is um, I don't know if you've watched any of his press conferences or else, so I don't know how you get a feel of him as a guy, but what are your early thoughts on Gracia? I like him. Um, seems quite nice. I mean, basically said in his uh, post-match press conference, you know, if we can play like this with one day's training and win, give it a week. Yeah. Been running Chelsea ragged. Um, no, again, after Marsh, you just, you just want someone who speaks like a normal football man. I'll take the cliches all day long yeah. for, for a couple of years, you know, after... If, if he never says the word clarity, I, I can live with it. You know, yeah, he, as long as he doesn't start banging on about moments, and it's, it's all fine. If 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 he sat down and they go, how do you feel about that performance? Over the moon with it, brilliant. Thank you. That's all I want. Yeah, brilliant. I'm over the moon. At the end of the day, it's a game of two halves. Blah, <laughs> whatever it is, it's fine. Um, but no, I I mean I, I like him so far. He seems to speak well in. Speaks well in his press conferences. Don't give much away, which um, there is a chance that that'll be something I like less in a year if he's still here, which, I, you know, gun to my head. But I don't think he will be. Not because of him. He seems fine. I just think it'll be a fresh start next season. Uh, but I don't mind in this situation him just keeping his couch close to his chest and everything. Seems to be playing decent football. Not ridiculously expansive. Not ridiculously prezzy. Just very standard. Decent football. That's Aaron Burr. Yeah. Are <laughs> uh, I, 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 you saying that basically, as uh, Javi Gracia turns to Jesse Mahash and goes, they don't need to know, they don't need to know me, they don't like you. <laughs> oh, the US, oh, the Americans think you're great. <laughs> You'll always be enjoyed by the ones who create, but, but in Beeston, they think you're shite. <laughs> they oh, were yeah. fishing for a new manager. I took a bite. <laughs> That's going to sound like a really weird bit of podcasting to anyone who hasn't seen Hamilton. Um... <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I think my, my judge of a football manager in terms of the information they give is uh, how long it is X out for. And if he comes out with days not weeks and then Adam Forshaw is out for six months you know it's, it's like yeah. damn you have it <laughs> yeah um speaking of injuries uh obviously I did watch the press conference while I was at work injuries are all the same as Saturday so no Strauch no Cooper uh the only difference is Sam Greenwood suspended because he got booked in both the uh in both the games so he got he's suspect he's out and the thing that I keep forgetting there are no replays oh. now Sorry, I t- in my head I just went, 
Did he get suspended in the 21s games? Oh, no, FA Cup, right, yeah. Yeah. Playing those. Um, yeah, I keep forgetting, but there's no replays now. Now he's got to the fifth round. But I think that they might have changed that rule like three, four years ago, but we never get there. It's never been a concern. <laughs> so it will be straight to extra time and pens if it gets that far. Uh, I suppose the main thing is, will would you make many changes to the team from Saturday? For what it's worth, it sounded like, Graffia sounded like he'll make some, but not loads, is what it sounded like. I, I probably wouldn't. And, and looking at our bench, I, I don't think there's that many you can make without making the, the side a fair bit weaker. So probably see, I think Christensen comes in. Yeah. I think Bamford might start, and I think it might be 45 minutes for him. I would, I'd quite like to see him and Naruto start up front together. Yeah. On the little bit, on the little bit of stuff I wrote down before we started, I've got Christensen for Ailing, Somerville for Nonto because I think Nonto probably he's started a lot of games for someone his age, mm. and then I've got Lutter for Bamford slash Lutter with Bamford. Lutter on Bamford. <laughs> um, yeah, like central midfielders. Obviously, Greenwood's out. If he's Rock, fitting Rock, off, yeah. If he, if he's yeah, if they think that, or even if they think he's got sixty minutes in him, maybe Rocker comes in for one of Adams or McKenny. But I would, I would hope McKenny. One of the other things with that, you know, building up on the left, we've been doing. I was thinking, if Rocker's your left of the two, that could in theory be a really good way to build up from the back. But we'll we'll see if it happens. And yeah. Sonny Perkins will probably jump up to the bench and be involved. He had a good game for twenty ones the other night, by all accounts. Yeah, I mean, Mateo take, take take Greenwood's place on the bench, maybe. Yeah, Mateo Joseph was on the bench, wasn't he, on, on Saturday yeah. for, the, for the first team. Um, yeah, the, the, there's not many changes. And to be honest, now that we're at this stage of the competition, I know we've got a game the you other know, Saturday, but you kind of want to go for it. Yeah, you do want to. You do, even in the situation we're in. If this was a third round game and we're in this situation, you're saying, yeah, make all the changes in the world. But once you reach the fifth round, it's because what if we beat Fulham and then draw nobody again? And all of a sudden you're in a weird feeling with a shout. Um one thing I uh, I think that I think it was Graham Smith that mentioned this in the pod, in the uh, press conference, but I can't remember. Um Graffia played Herelio Gomez in their FA Cup run to the final. So he played their second choice keeper all the way through. Mm. Uh Based on him being asked about it, I don't think he's going to do that with us. I don't think he's going to play Robles, but there is a chance that he does. Yeah, because he he played the first game. He played the first game at Cardiff, didn't he? And then he, after that, Marsh switched to Melier for the replay and um, an Accrington. So it'd be an interesting. I'd, I'd have no issues if he puts Robles in. Yeah, uh, and you'd be a lot more surprised if suddenly it was a uh, Chris Classen out of nowhere. Because it's that, been that would, that would slightly shock me. Um, I'm just looking at the teams who are, who are left in it here. You know, there's without wanting to to pick out and start saying oh, I'd love to play them or, or anything like that, but 
yeah, one or two games that that go, you know, the other way, and and West Ham beat Man United or something like that. But it's it's fairly, you know, it's the chances there to get to go somewhere in this tournament. Yeah, you know, you got Tottenham are playing Sheffield Chef United, who I know Tottenham beat Chelsea, but Tottenham, you don't know what you're going to come come up against week to week. And Sheffield United have played really well at the moment. Obviously, I hope he gets better soon. But weirdly, Spurs look better when Conte is not there. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, you got Man United, West Ham. I, I'd expect Scum to win, but you never know. Um, do you think Grimsby against Southampton has got banana skin written all over it? He's, what is that one of the ties? I didn't even realize. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, Grims, Grimsby away at Southampton. Um, the fishy folk on their travels. Yeah. Um, Stoke, Stoke and Brighton, Leicester Blackburn, Bristol City, Man City, um, Burnley and Fleetwood. Yeah. I'd say, you never know. If we can beat Fulham, there is a chance of maybe doing something. But also, if they pick a full team, and that is the one thing, given that they genuinely have an outside shot at Europe at this point, because, I mean... They're sixth. I mean, yeah, they've played 25 games, which is a couple more than those around them, but you're sixth in the league. You've got a chance. Um, they might rest a few. Uh, I, I did read something that Fulham fans were sort of expecting him to rest a few. Uh, Mitrovic was out at the weekend injured. So even if he is back fit, I would be surprised if they did more than put him on the bench. That Solomon's been looking good, though. He's, I think, what is yeah. it? He's got three goals in 81 minutes of football so far. Yeah, three and three, and he hasn't played many minutes, so I'm expecting him to start. He has been playing off the left, but we'll we'll see what he does. I, th- I saw, like, maybe Harry Wilson will come in. They, they I believe, have been playing Marek Rodek in goal in the Cups, but he's not a bad keeper either, to be honest, so it doesn't make, make much. And the only one that I think was definitely out injured were, like, Niskan Scabano, who don't play anymore, and Tom Kearney. Who mm. does have a hell of a record against us? Yeah, um, and it'll probably be that Carlos Vinicius up top and Solomon off the left. Maybe they'll rest Willian because even though he's playing like he's ten years younger than he was a couple of years ago, he isn't. Um, their recent form's pretty good though. Three wins, three draws is their last six, and it's London. I don't know exactly what the odds are, but I would assume Fulham are fairly strong favourites. I'm just uh, just having just having a look on on Google here. Some uh, some things to fill you with confidence. Uh, Leeds have lost each of their last five FA Cup matches against Premier League sides, failing to score a single goal. Uh, nice. So our last victory over a Premier League side was the uh, the infamous win over Spurs. With uh, I was I was going to say, is it the is it the I was going to say McCormack, but no. Varney. It's the Luke Varney. <laughs> the Luke Varney game. Um, was that the game, by the way? I'm trying to remember because I I've dashed out of work at half time, watched the second half in a pub. Didn't Rudy Austin sort of score from the halfway line with the last kick, but the whistle went like as soon as he kicked it? I don't I don't remember that. I think that happened. Um, very Rudy Austin. Yeah. Tweet as every now and again just to smash one. Um so yeah, yeah, but like they they will be favourites, and rightly so. But 
I'm because we won on, against Southampton. I can go into this and sort of just try and enjoy it a bit. Whereas I wouldn't be able to if we hadn't had the win against Southampton. If we win, fantastic. If we don't, it's not the end of the world. I just, I just don't want us to be like awful and get battered. Mm. If we end up going out, that's not a disaster. But we, if you, if we got offered, you're going to have Fulham in the fifth round. You'd go, all right, well, that's winnable. Um, and speaking of winnable, I'm going to, I think that we're going to go out, but I think it's going to go to extra time. So I'm going to go for one all. Um, well, given our chance creation in the last game, I'm I'm not going to go high, uh, but I'm going to say 1-0 win. Well, that would be nice. Obviously, we both went for wins in the last one, but neither of us had 1-0. I, do... we... <laughs> I said did I, say... I said 3-0 or 3-1, and uh, it was laughable, the thought of even there being two goals in that game. Yeah, I had 2-1, you had 3-0. I didn't think Southampton would be good going forward, but I thought we'd be worse defensively than we were. I, uh, I, 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 in the words of uh, George W. Bush, misunderestimated um, how much difference, how much difference Yorkshire's heavy creation would make. Um, and I have had a quick look. Uh, we were, if we're going for it, I think that all these players will play in this game, and I'm going to go for a much lower one. Um, there's a like uh, request about on people making fouls here. Uh, Harrison Reed, Sasa Lukic, Junior Furpo, Matt Locker, all to have one foul, Oof. and it's thirteen to eight. Oh no, sorry, I said thirteen to eight. That's one below. It's eleven to eight, but I think I'll probably just go for that and try and have a lower one that I think will probably land. Obviously, if if any of them don't start, it'll be void anyway. So, um, there's not a right lot of them that's taking my fancy there. Uh, so you know what? I'll I'll double down on on my one nil prediction. Uh, Paddy Power, I've got Leeds to win one nil at ten to one. Leeds one nil ten to one. Right, nice one. Um, so yeah, we'll that should hopefully we can win it. I'm looking forward to watching it. Should be a decent game. Uh, is it BBC, this one? Yes. Oh, yeah, BBC one. It's at the top of Skybet. So, yeah, that that should be good. And that will do us for episode 203. Hopefully, we'll, we we should be back on Thursday, maybe. Something like that. Sure. Yeah, and um, we'll get it in when we can. But thank God we've got that win. We really needed it. And hopefully it's the start of the run, especially with us playing against uh, Graham. I am fine. They are starting to find make me doubt Graham Potter, which is some serious doing. But it, I do also think back to every time we've played against Graham Potter's Brighton and how they just battered us into the ground, even when it was nil-nil. I think, back to, every time, I think back to every time we've played a team that's in the middle of a bad run. Dr. Yeah, Leeds true. makes an appearance. Yeah. Well... Hopefully not, but we'll see. But uh, I've been Jack, see ya. I've been Casey, have a good one.